previously on Roll for Initiative. After following their newly captured slaver to a campsite raid party, the five quickly burst into action to subdue the threats before them. However, they quickly learned that half a dozen orcs could be quite a bit to handle, especially when they are backed up by two mystical giant toads. Now, despite making some headway toward their goal, our heroes are once again on the back foot as some rather large reinforcements arrive to aid the rest of the Greenskins to start this week's episode of Roll for Initiative. at it again folks um i'm so glad that we're starting round two (laughs) of this combat in a different session um brief little recap for you lot whether this makes into the recording or not is up to you eli um but brief recording so that you all remember exactly where everything's at and what everything's up to um each banderhop has one gnome uh i mean halfling not gnome these are halflings um, each banner ha- hob has one halfling in its mouth. Um, Zimner, you threw your javelin of lightning earlier and uh, rolled a nat one and totally whipped. Um, so it's laying in the grass. Uh, I changed the thing in roll 20 while I was messing around with stuff earlier this week and I found a spear. So now we don't have to use that weird AR rifle that I found. Um, Buzz, you are currently wrapped up in a slaver's chain, and there's a slaver that's right next to you that both of you have the same symbol to signify that he has restrained you. Um, I I do have a question about that. uh, I will answer that question after I do the brief recap here. Okay. Um, Balasar was paralyzed for a moment, but then uh, got unparalyzed when the slaver that had cast the spell uh, on him uh, lost concentration. And then, uh, other than that, uh, you got a handful of orcs running around, and at the end of the last round of combat, uh, two very large ogres with small wooden fortresses, uh, housing three little critters uh, in each fortress, from what you can tell, um, stomped into the clearing. Um, And that's where we currently sit with things. Buzz, what's your question? Um, if I kill this orc, does, uh, do do I get, am I out of restraintment? Technically, yes. Uh, I think it's because he is pulling the line tight that is keeping you grappled. So, um, or keeping you restrained because the, the restrained condition that's on you right now is based off of him grappling you. And if he's incapacitated, he can't grapple you anymore because that's how that condition works so then you would no longer be restrained awesome so yeah if you if you just off him you're no longer restrained otherwise you can uh use your action to make an athletics or acrobatics check to try and get out um so yeah uh top of the initiative order is buzz beautiful so buzz after all the excitement of the rounds that happened last week is is ready to get going. He's re- he's ready to kill some 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 things. That's what I like to hear. So, 
<laughs> don't we all? So first off, Buzz is going to attack the this ogre that I'm pinging here, the one between Zimner and Balasar. He's going to try to slash it with his rapier. Um, JJ, with your rules, is that flanking? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you are flanking there, so you get the okay, plus two. Plus two to hit, correct? Just so you are aware, Cody, you do have um, disadvantage on your attack rolls right now because of the restrained condition that is on you. Hey, that's a okay. Because with that plus two, I got the same number as the previous one. So that's a twenty-five to hit. A twenty-five nice, disadvantage. Bro. That's kind of that's yeah. Kind of <laughs> nice, nice, bro. <laughs> Jesus. I rolled a 13 and a 15, and the plus two gave me a 15 and a 15, pretty much. That's nuts. Okay, uh, yeah, I think that hits. If I ever make something that has an AC of 25, <laughs> shoot me. <laughs> Alright, so we're starting off with just my uh, damage from my rapier, which is going to be uh, 13 piercing, and then... We'll move that over to the two sneak attack die from the bugbear ability because that guy hasn't gone in combat yet. He has so, gone in combat. Um, well, this is the same I'm combat, confused. bro. Is it combat? Is in the whole combat? Or the, oh yeah, it's not every round. So excuse me, <laughs> not the bugbear. We'll do actual sneak attack from the rogue uh, because he's go. within five feet of an ally. Yes, I'll keep those same two rolls. How many sneak attack die do I get right now? Three. So one more. Uh, that's another 11 damage from the sneak attack, and then, so, in total, that was 24 damage, and then I think I'm going to use, well, yeah, I'm going to use one charge of Whales of the Grave, or Whales from the Grave, um, to do two more uh, sneak attack damage to the bugbear to my southwest uh, <laughs> diagonal the, the, the yeah. orc that's down there yeah 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 what's the orc, what's my this bad. uh what's this ability called so whales from the grave um immediately after dealing your sneak attack damage damage uh to a creature on your turn you gain a second or whoa 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 damage to a creature on your turn you can target a second creature that you can see within 30 feet of the first creature, and it takes half of my die damage rounded up, um, necrotic damage for sneak attack damage. So basically, I'm going to roll another 2d6 damage for that bear or that orc down there. And then he takes half damage. Well, he'll, no, he'll take full damage from that. It's half my sneak attack dice. Oh, okay. Uh, four damage, two bad rolls. Um, on him, and then I'm going to use my extra attack i'm assuming he's not dead yet considering nope. he's still there all right um, still alive phantom rogue interesting that's cool as fuck i'm going to use my second attack on this guy who restrained me um so i'm gonna roll a hit there with my rapier yep still uh, disadvantage yep and still flanking oh still flanking as well Sweet, so that's a 15, because my second roll was booty cheeks. Uh, 15 hits. Roll damage. Good. Uh, so just off the rapier, we're going with 11 damage there. And then 
I think I'm going to expend one second level spell slot. Mm, actually, I'm going to do two first level spell slots. I'm going to expend two first level spell slots to do Divine Smite on him. Uh, so yeah. that's another 48. I think you're only able to expend yeah. a single spell slot. Is it? When you're it. a creature with me, you can spend... Oh yeah, you're correct, you're correct. Sorry. I need to read all my abilities. This is the first time I've ever played Paladin or Phantom Rogue. Yeah, so I'll just do one second. I'll do one second, which will give me 3d8. So that's 12 radiant damage. And then... Let me, let me do something real quick to see you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I'm going to do this turn. Okay, so uh, Buzz, all wrapped up in a chain, gets mighty pissed. Uh, takes his rapier, stabs it into one of the orcs that's near him. We watch as uh, this black energy goes from the orc that he stabs into an orc that's behind him, and then he pulls his rapier back out and stabs it into the, the orc that has him wrapped up in a chain, and we watch as a flash of white light comes out of his sword this time. Um, both of these orcs are still standing, but both of them look like they got hurt there. Next up is the orc that has Buzz wrapped up. It's going to get one final turn before he dies. Because <laughs> a fly fart could probably kill him at this point. So... Let's see here. This orc is going to take his mace in his right hand and just try to bop you over the head a couple of times, Buzz. He has advantage because I'm wrapped up, correct? Yes, that is true. That is accurate. So the first one is a 16 to hit. That misses. Okay. And the second one is a 29. You know, that would that probably hits, yeah. Uh, so you're going to take three points of bludgeoning damage uh, as this orc. He swings the first time, uh, and all of your movement and the blinding flash of light that just hit him, he's a little discombobulated. So his first swing misses just a hair, but then this the second one, when he comes back up with the uppercut, clocks you in the jaw. Next up is a banderhob that's got a halfling in its mouth. So this banderhob um, has half of a halfling dangling out of its mouth, and you watch as it just kind of tips its head back and lets the halfling just slide in, and then it turns and just starts running into the trees. And then it's Balsar's turn. Oh yeah, this is the part of the encounter where I just take a million actions all at once. For every creature in existence. Well, that's not how the combat goes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Balasar uh, shakes off the magical um, 
energy that was on him uh, moments before that was keeping him from being able to take any actions. And he takes his Warhammer and takes a swing at the orc that's in front of him, the one between him and Zimner. Um, in his first swing, this orc kind of dodges back and out of the way. Balasar's obviously still a hair discombobulated from just being paralyzed moments before. But then, uh, in a similar fashion to the way an orc just hit Buzz right next to him, he brings that hammer back up and an uppercut clocks the orc in the jaw and uh, kills it. It falls over. Dunzo Bean's dead. Nice. And we've got another orc that gets to take a turn. Okay, so the orc that is next to you, Aryan, um, he was the one who got bopped that lost the uh, par paralysis spell on old Balasar. Um, but he sees that you have stepped out of the ethereal lightning cloud and shot a lightning bolt at him that ended in the dirt. Um, and he didn't like that very much. He didn't like that you decided to attack him. I don't care what he likes. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Um, but he also <laughs> doesn't care what you don't care about. So he points oh. his finger at you. Um, okay. And you watch as a little red arc of energy emanates from that as he casts a spell targeting you. Okay. Um, boyo. Did you say that? The, can I see the color of the like the energy at all? Uh, yeah, it is It is red energy that you're seeing coming at you in a little arc. You've seen this spell cast by these orcs a couple of times before. I think I got to I think I have to counter that one. If I remember right. I will counter spell at third level. So what's it look like as you counter spell this? Um, so it's like a red arc coming through the air. Yes. Um, I think there is going to be this like shimmering uh, kind of shimmering wave of air that wraps around his gauntlet and that he's going to put his palm out and this just like blast of air like flies and meets this arc in the middle of the air and just like pushes through it assuming it i don't know if it counters it or not but that's what it looks like it's this this uh kind of strong puff of air yeah um it does in fact uh <laughs> it does in fact counter this spell um okay to to which point uh the orc looks even more frustrated um and he moves in closer to you drawing um his pretty heavy looking club off of his hip as he does so um to make some swings at you all right um first one's a 12 to hit uh misses second one's the same result Third one is a 19. That does hit. Sucks I had to burn my reaction then. Aryan, you are going to take 12 points of bludgeoning damage as he takes this morning star that he's got and just cracks it into your side. The first couple of them, he, he's charging at you and swinging and you kind of dodge back and forth, aided by the efforts of the wind. But the, the third one, he finally has figured out your dodging technique and gets a blow in your ribs. Okay. I think uh, for my concentration check, I've got to get a 10. That'd I rolled correct. a 20. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Having uh, proficiency in con saving throws is pretty gas as a caster. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. 
<clears throat> what's uh less great for you though arian is the next okay. thing and turn order is <laughs> the big ogre that's behind yeah <laughs> i've been waiting for this turn all week uh-huh yeah okay all right all right can't burn my reaction on shit during this turn so this big old ogre arian he sees you as the closest enemy and comes lumbering out of the trees at you um and as he comes your direction, he comes just comes screaming in with his big club to swing down. But before he even gets a chance to swing, you watch the heads of three little goblins pop up out of that wooden fortress on top. And all three of them pop shots down into you um, before his swing has a chance to connect. Okay. Question. Yeah. Uh, are we able to interact with that little fortress on top? Is that like a entity its own it's just like hard to put this and put that thing in roll 20 so i didn't know what's our what's the deal with it yeah um like i do i do know that i kind of got the picture that they're like hunkered down yeah and it's like you can't necessarily like see them but like you could see like the fortress up there right so because the way the stat block has stuff here is there's not a way to interact with that fortress specifically. Um, there are, okay. it does have some rules about like what can be in said fortress and what those things have to be able to do to do things. Um, okay. but that, but if it's is, like, if I attack that, does that can, count as damaging the monster? Quote unquote? Yes. Yeah. So if you attack okay. that, it counts as damaging this ogre that's in front of you. Uh, if you can, if you can see the critters that are inside it, um, you can attack them. Uh, yeah. Because they're separate entities. They are separate entities? They the the goblins Three that are in guys. there are yeah, they are separate entities from the the ogre. Okay. Alright, um, thank you. Yep. That's all I wanted to know. Uh one of those was abysmally low, so I'm not even gonna ask you. Uh the next one was a twelve. That misses. And then the last one is a sixteen. That hits. If I hadn't burned my reaction, it wouldn't though. Yeah, because the shield? Yeah, because of shield. Uh-huh. All right, let's hit me, bro. Uh, you're gonna take six points of piercing damage as this uh, arrow comes whizzing down. Three, two of them just kind of go wide as this ogre comes sprinting at you. These little goblins are kind of struggling to get their short bows <laughs> to aim, but yeah. the the third one just by the luck of being a goblin got a shot in uh, in the chink in your armor and hits you with an arrow. And now, Blech. now the big boy comes in to take a swing. Yeah. And he rolled a natural 20. Nice. Down me. That is going to be uh, 22 points of bludgeoning damage as he takes this big log and just smashes it down on you. You bring your arm up as like a way to kind of fend off some of that blow, but you can feel that shock into your shoulder as he hits. Okay. I was going to, I forgot to roll for that first uh, concentration check. I'm at a 23. And then this one's 11, I gotta be? Correct. Um, That is a 12. All right. Oh, wait, no, it's more than that. No, it's a 12. I lied. Yeah. I mean, you'd right, be an 11 so either way there, so you're good. You still got <laughs> yeah. your, your spell your spell's still active. I'm gonna mark that you're concentrating on a spell. Yeah. Because so I can remember right that. now. Yeah. Uh, you other casters, are any of you concentrating on spells right now? I don't think you are. Mm-mm, I don't think they are. No, I'm not. Um, 
So then the last thing that happens on this ogre's turn is, uh, Arian, you watch as all three of those goblins, after they pop their shots, they all drop beneath the, the barrier of that fortress and are now no longer visible. Heard. Um, the final creature that goes uh, now before JJ has to stop taking actions for a little bit. Uh, another orc that's got Buzz a little bit flanked. Um, he is going to take the mace that he had out a moment ago and make a couple swings at you, Buzz. Uh, the first one is 21 to hit. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take a measly four points of bludgeoning damage. And then the second swing, he rolled really badly on an 11. Yeah, that miss. Okay, so first swing comes in, cracks you in the back, alerting you that this guy's there, or reminding you, rather, that this guy's there. Uh, he then dodges his... Or you, as he comes in for a second swing, you kind of dodge the side just a little bit within your restrained nature, and he just barely misses you. Zimner, your turn. So what I'm going to do is... Um, first off, I'm going to take uh, a swipe at this uh, slaver in front of me. Actually, I'm going to move five feet, so I'm flanking with... Um... Uh, you are already flanking. You don't have to move for that. Oh, never mind. I won't move then. Um, and I'm going to take two swipes for showtime. Um, first swipe at the kind of mid-lower back to oh, sear yeah. that in there. Sear yeah. because it's um, a flaming sword. Yes, that, that was it. Uh, 17. 17 hits. Um, so that is going to be uh, 9, 12 points of damage. Okay, Zimner, uh, on this guy. Yeah, you take you take a swing at this feller, and uh, you connect with something good when you hit him in the back. It's like he didn't register you were there probably because he just got blasted by a light blast a second ago and is just trying to, is still reeling from that some. So you bring your sword down, you catch him right in the middle of his back, and you watch as his whole body just goes limp. Uh, Buzz, you are no longer restrained as, as this orc goes limp. The chains that have wrapped around you also loosen and drop to the ground at your feet. Uh, this feller is dead. That's awesome. Um, Buzz lets out an orgasm-like noise. <laughs> okay. Oh. Now, what does that sound like, Cody? <sighs> I don't think I ever want to be in bed with Buzz. Zimner just looks Buzz kind of up and down and goes, You're welcome. And then uh, I'm going to run, I have 40 feet of movement, to Arian. Or I'm going to run, uh, actually, in front of Timber, so I'm in a line with the slaver in front of Arian and the ogre. Um, and as my second attack, I'm going to grab my dagger of lightning and yell, Arian, incoming! And throw. Um, throw at the ogre. That's uh, a dagger of lightning, so then the... The... Orc the makes a deck save. Yeah. The, the slavers make. Yep. 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 Uh, so the attack is going to be a uh, a nineteen. A nineteen to hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, what's the the DC for that save there? Thirteen. DC thirteen save. Okay. So the orc is going to pass that save. Um, but then you do hit the ogre. So the orc is going to take half damage, right, on whatever the uh, the, the doodad is. Uh, yeah. So, um, dagger damage for the orc, 15 feet, ha! And then, uh, it's an extra 46 of lightning damage. Ooh, okay, that's pretty good. 
Um, that is 10, 21, 22 points of lightning damage. Uh, of lightning half, damage? Yep, half of that is 11 to the orc. So, uh, yeah, that is going to be... So, yeah, the ogre is going to take 22 plus 6, so that's third 28 points of damage. Um, so you let this dagger go, speak the lovely command word, and uh, as you shout this command word, um, it's evident that the orc was also listening because they duck. So they get hit just a little bit on the back by that lightning bolt as it blazes past, but then that strikes home in the ogre's chest, and the ogre kind of reels backward a little bit at getting That's hit. Amazing. And I go, um, Arian, there's a lightning rod. As the dagger sticking out of his chest. And then I'm going to move 20 feet, 20 more feet away uh, with the rest of my movement to go to, uh, that's 5, 10, 15, 20, so that I am between, I'm like behind the wisps back by timber. So I just move 20 feet out of the fight um, away from the bander hubs. And then with my bonus action, haven't done one of these in a while, I am going to inspire. Let me use my bardic inspiration to, oh. mm-hmm, to inspire our lovely timber. May I ask what that oh, yeah, looks bro. like? Oh, he sings. <laughs> I do, I sing. Sorry. Oh, I'm ready. The slaver's gonna see... A crazy teddy bear. He'll take his axe and chop your head. You'll bleed out everywhere. Oh, come and see our teddy bear. <laughs> Wonderful. And, uh, yep, so you have a D10 of inspiration. And that is my turn. Next up is an orc that's in the distance. He backed way the heck away from everybody earlier. So this orc that's uh, in the distance a ways uh, still has his repeating hand crossbow out, and you all hear the clunk, clunk, clunk of three shots being fired off from this thing again, all of them aiming at Balasar, and one of them sails over Balasar's head, but two more of them strike true in Balasar's chest. Balasar is now mutilated. What a fucking tank, bro. He is, he is definitely one of those. Um, and then the orc, I think, is going to back away some. Boy's still up, but definitely not looking good. <laughs> That's it for that, dude. Timber, it is your turn. Oh, my. Um. So, I'm currently prioritizing the spellcasters. We will see how that turns out for a bit. First off, we're going to go ahead and get the wisps in here, because we need a little bit of back up over here by Orion. I need the... One second, I didn't pull this up. I can handle their uh, their abilities and stuff. You just give them commands and I'll take care of them. It, well, essentially, I want them to um, attack the ogre best as possible uh, and assist Orion. Okay. So then you take your turn and then I'll describe what they do after after your turn. Okay. We're going to move a little bit. Uh, well, we're going to bonus action, uh, quick step, spring heal. I want to have the movement to be able to do what I want. Yep, makes sense. Um, we're going to do just a small kind of a shift here. 
And then we're going to hit this man so he doesn't provoke opportunity attacks anymore. And then we're going to kind of shift around more. Uh, I'm going to add in the um, D10 that, well, there it is, uh, that my good friend Zimner just gave to me. Uh, oh, I need to state the cantrip I'm using before this. That's probably smart. Uh, Plane to use caustic blade, I believe. Is that the one? No, I have uh, I have frigid and arc blade. So I'll use I'll use a uh, arc blade this time because I think arc blade is the one that bounces if they're within five feet. But is there anybody within five feet? Yeah, the ogre. Oh, the ogre is within five feet. Yeah, so we're gonna use we're gonna use blade to have that bounce. So we are going to roll. A d20, plus 9, plus 8, so that is a big number. That's a huge number, yeah. Uh, So it's what, 27 is the final roll? Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. Cool. Um, I'm... I bet you exceeded the AC by 5. I think I exceeded the AC by 5. No, let me think here. Uh, see, if it's exceeding by 5, I mean, if it was an AC of 22, uh, and this thing's got less than 20. So yeah, yep, mm-hmm. I'll have you know, I'm critting. Oh. You're critting? Well, I'm surging. Arcane I'm surge. arcane surging. You're doing your arcane surge, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. arcane we, surging. I, I crit! Hold on, remember we have to, to announce that you actually have two of them. We said last I do, episode, I do one, have, you actually have two. I have two left because they recharge on a short rest. I, so we've got... So 10d8 and 66 on the second dude. 10d8 on the first dude, 66 on the second dude. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The first target takes 55 damage, and the second takes 15 damage for a grand total of 70 damage. So you you take a crack at this, this orc. You hit him with your extended reach that comes with using the cantrip for the the swing here um and you smash it smash your axe into the the side of the orc we see electrical energy surge over this thing and then remain there um in case it decides to take a move um and by the time that smoke clears it definitely looks like it has seen some better days it is mutilated uh, meanwhile, we also see electrical energy surge off of it and into the ogre, um, and it hits that lightning rod that Zimner placed in there a few moments before, and that ogre gets singed bad and is also very mutilated. Uh, I would like you to know that I also one of my war mage tricks uh, is a called is called blasting cantrip. Essentially, whenever I deal force damage, I can then push the the uh enemy that i did force damage to up to 10 feet okay. uh and the charges of my axe uh deal force damage so i can actually push him 10 feet away from orion which i would like to do so uh okay. direct line away from me uh however possible i'd like to knock him into the ogre if possible but like oh i gotcha i, I gotcha <laughs> you know what i'm saying Okay, um, let me think here. I will leave that up to you how you want to rule that. I think we're going to have the uh, Slaver make a deck save. Uh, what's your spell save, DC? Currently, it is, I believe, 18. It doesn't matter if you're holding that one. Um, 18. <clears throat> the orc um, 
gets pushed by the force damage, bounces into the big thick thighs of this ogre, uh, and then lands prone on the ground uh, in front of the ogre and still near Aryan, but laying prone for sure. I love it. Um, that oh no, I still have movement left. Um, I am going to move essentially over to here. Where are you running? Uh, essentially just to the other side of them, so I've got flanks. This way we've got two targets, half health, we've got one prone, and we can go to town, baby! Uh, Timber definitely has, like, whenever whenever Timber does an arcane surge, you notice, like, his face, it's a lot more of the, like I've described before, like, mm -hmm. usually he doesn't have, like, a smile, or he doesn't have standard static teddy bear face but when he when he does that arcane surge you can definitely see a lot more of of just that that wicked grin come out and his eyes are almost like a half uh with the points up to where it's just this very devilish glee in uh, i'm okay. i'm good though you can, you okay. can keep moving cool so uh then the wisps are gonna go um and you you whispered to the wisps to go and attack that ogre um but what you see happen instead is the two wisps move and uh become visible again um in front of buzz and balasar um and you watch as they over the corpses of these two orcs that were just cut down here begin to suck the remaining essence out of these beings they're just hovering a few inches above the face of each of these orcs and you can see this um sort of white energy being drained out of the orc's face as it in enters into um the the ball of light that is the the wisps so that's what they end up doing instead of following your orders they are hungry they are hungry and you said you would feed them and they're being fed next up is another big chonker ogre the ogre is going to come lumbering out of the trees uh toward buzz and balasar um and as he's lumbering that direction we watch as once again three little goblins pop their heads up out of the wooden fortress on his back and take shots down um they're going to put all of their shots into balasar so we'll see if they hit little goofballs uh, so these little goblins, they take their shots. Uh, two of them strike true into Balasar's back. They find a chink in his armor between, like right at the nape of his neck, and they hit him hard. Balasar is not looking like he's in very good shape. But the third little archer in this fortress, he draws back with all his strength, and then he breaks his bow in half. Um, and he looks confused, and all three of them then drop back down inside the little fortress. <laughs> um, as the ogre stomps his way over and takes out his big club and he sees the mightiest looking of mighty creatures that is definitely very low on health is going to take a swing down at Balasar. We all watch as this big club comes down towards Balasar, who has yet to actually turn around to meet these new adversaries. And uh, Zimner, you get a beautiful view from the front side as this club hits Balasar just right in the like the the trapezius right in the top of his back and it just flattens him he hits the ground and does not move balasar is down well shit
And now it's your turn, Orion. Oh, it's finally time. I'm going to, since I'm, for somehow, I am still concentrating on uh, <laughs> Far Step. I'm going to teleport over towards the Banderhob that uh, has yet to run, start running away or swallow the person. I'm not getting in his face, but I'm just kind of like playing defense on him right now. I, I'm just standing in between him and the escape route. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to yell at that slaver that's on the ground and be like, my friends are better than yours. And then I'm going to cast Shatter at fourth level uh, on that like whole area of mobs. Okay. Because I think I can hit all of them and the goblin. That's the goblins. That's what I'm going to go look at. Because it's a 10 foot radius. Uh, this spell, what it looks like is this. Um, this is the one that w it was similar to the 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 I did in the Black Dragon fight, where it's like this thunderous energy wraps around his gauntlet, and I he juts it outward, and it like vibrates through the air, and and then this huge crack emits when it lands. Okay, so I got to make a bunch of con saves. Well, what's the DC? 16. 16. The orc on the ground rolled a 21. That's good. So he succeeds, uh, but then everybody else in that lot failed. Okay, I rolled 29 thunder damage. 29 thunder damage, okay. I rolled high. We've been we've been rolling, we've been spiking high on damage, which is nice. Because you guys spiked low on hit rolls uh, last round, so <laughs> yeah, universe is evening things out. Um, so we hear this thunderous crack, and energy reverberates out from that that point. And the ogre has a stunned moment of shock as he begins to pitch to the side, um, where he topples to the ground and dies. And as he falls, the whole fortress that's on his back also collapses from all of this damage. Um, and you hear the sickening squelching noise of lots of pieces of ramshackle wood and rusted metal um, stabbing their way into these tiny little green skins that were hiding behind it. So that whole lot of things is dead. Let's go. The artwork on the ground... It's just barely hanging on. He gets hit, but it's like the ground <laughs> absorbed some of the shock from him. He got bounced down into the ground harder, but he's still alive. If we still had the kill count, I'd definitely be winning. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to stay there. I just have movement left. So I'm all I'm all good. Okay. Next up is the final Banderhob to go in turn order. Uh, and Arian, you get a first row seat to the uh, disgusting spectacle um, that is it just opening its maw and s just swallowing in a whole person. The disgusting sounds of just squelching yuck uh, as this person gets shoved down this thing's esophagus and into their stomach. Um, and then the Banderhob... Um, begins to move away. That's it for it. So we're now back to uh, Buzz's turn. All right. So after watching all the crazy events that just happened unfold, Buzz is going to see that his teammate is down, and get, he's going to be pretty mad. Um, 
because that is one of his comrades, and he values that a lot. So he's going to turn to that ogre and attempt to beat the ever-living shit out of it. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's usually a good plan. Beat the ever-living shit out of something. That's a pretty good plan a lot of the times. Uh, yeah. Especially when that usually. something is like attacking your friends. All right. So we're looking at a 22 to hit. Oh, that is most definitely a hit. Good, sir. Okay, and so if an ally is within five feet of a creature, that still applies even if they're down? Uh, your ally has to not be incapacitated, I believe, for your... Um, so I don't get right. sneak attack damage, correct. correct? Yeah. Okay. So 11 damage uh, for piercing on that one. And then I'm going to... Actually... I'm dumb. Can I? I uh, I forgot. Nope. Never mind. I'm just gonna do it now because I'm gonna use my bonus action. Can I use my bonus action between attacks? Uh, yeah, I believe so. You can break up attacks and break up movement and all kinds of stuff. Five E's great. Yeah, so, so I'm going to use my bonus action, which I should have done earlier, but I forgot because I was just ready to start beating the crap out of him. Uh, as my bonus action, though, I'm going to use my vow of enmity. Enmity. And um, choose the ogre as I'm gonna make a vow of the ogre, which gives me advantage on attack rolls against it for one minute, or until it falls to zero hit points, or until it's unconscious. Okay, and now I'm going to try to hit him again, but with advantage, therefore activating my sneak attack. Good thing I got advantage. Uh, seventeen to hit. That is a hit. So we're looking at ooh, 14 piercing damage and then 9 sneak deck damage and then I'm going to Divine Smite with the first level spell slot for another 8 radiant damage. So Buzz, you stabbed this dude in the gut the first time and you can feel that thick hide as you stab through that armor and you just don't quite get as deep as you want so when you pull your rapier back out you speak some words of ill will toward the ogre and when you stab in there a second time um we see this flash of light that we saw last time from the point of your rapier as you stab into him and Stab significantly harder. You can feel as where the first time you maybe got a couple inches of your rapier inside his flesh, you get like the first foot and a half in this dude's stomach. Um, in this this second um attack, he is mutilated. So you're telling me Buzz is jamming eighteen hard inches up into this guy's God ribs. Damn. Is that what you're telling me? Very much, yes. That's exactly what's happening. Yep. God damn. That's brutal as shit, dog. Yeah. This old goosey getting <laughs> torn up. Stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> now we're at a bander hob again. This bander hob is going to move just a very short distance back towards the main group. It's as if... um. It's heard a command um, from from another entity that's in this arena to do something different than its initial motives. Um, and it moves a little closer and turns, and we watch as its tongue launches out at you, Timber. 
Timber, does a 24 hit? Yes, uh, a 24 does hit. Okay. Um, I need you to make a strength saving throw. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. A strength saving throw, you say? Yes, it's a strength saving throw. Uh, where do I keep there and there? And strength is a good old minus one. That's what we like to hear. Roll it, baby. Well, now, hold on a second. I am going to dump luck points into this bad boy. I got 14. Spend them while you got them. Um, I'm going to change this 9 into crazy. a 15. Change the 9 to a 15? Yeah, that'll cost me 6 luck, luck points, right? That is correct, yeah. Um, okay, so that brings me from 14 down to 8 luck points remaining. Uh, so, Timber... You feel in your back, uh, you feel as if the fabric that you are made out of is being corroded um, as this tongue sticks into your back. And as it tries to pull you back toward it, you stand your ground, you dig your little teddy bear heels into the ground, and that tongue snaps free from you and launches itself back into the Vanderhob without you in it. Uh, but you are going to take 13 points of necrotic damage. Mm. Ouchie. And then you watch, Timber, as that Banderhob that just snapped you with its tongue um, dissolves into kind of an inky black mess on the ground and then reappears 30 feet away from that spot in the shadow of one of these trees um, as it grows up and out of the shadow itself. I don't think we've seen that before. I think this is the longest that you've ever seen a Banderhub live before. You guys are pretty good about offing those things fast. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe, has this always had this ability? Yeah. No. aw They've always done this. They've, they've, they've always had this bullshit. ability. It's something on their stat block. <laughs> Holy <laughs> just, shit. We've been fighting these things for two uh -huh. years. We've never, time that ever you, seen you, them do this. Yeah, it's, well, they've never been on the <laughs> run before because you guys have always offed them first. They are fun to kill. Okay, uh, next up is Balasar, uh, who needs to make a death save. He rolled a 9. That's a failed death save for Balasar. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, then we watch the orc that got thrown into a uh, now-dead ogre uh, only moments ago. He crawls up uh, from lying on his stomach, gets on his feet, um, begins moving in the direction of the Banderhob that just attacked Timber. Um, and as he begins to move by you, Timber, he brings his Morningstar that he still got out around to make some attacks against you. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, that first one is ridiculously high, 29. Hmm. Hmm. Hey, you've exceeded my AC by five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter for these guys. Um, 11 points of bludgeoning damage. On that swing. Second swing is a 14. No, sir. And final swing is even ridiculously higher, 31. Uh, yeah, I think you got it. Okay, this time you are going to take six points of bludgeoning damage. 
So this this man stands up. He moves near you, takes a swing at you um, from one side as he's running past. Kind of hits you a little squeaky. Um, and then <laughs> on his, yes, uh, his second swing as he's moving past you some more, he tries to bring an overhead crush down on you, uh, which he misses because he's moving faster sideways than he intended. So then he skids to a halt next to you and makes another swing in at your other side. Uh, again, making a squeaky off of your tummy. It would be fun to use stuffed with fluff, uh, but I don't want to be away from this man. Uh, I didn't figure you did. <laughs> no. This is my prey. I need to stay with him. I must eat him! <laughs> so, if uh, if a creature's down, is it automatically hit? Um, if they are down, you have advantage on attacks uh, against them because they're prone. Um, unless you are at range, then it's uh, disadvantage if you're further than five feet away. If they're no, at, I'm at, the, yeah, if they're at zero hit points, um, and that's why they're down. Um, when you hit them, that counts as a crit, which is two failed death saves. Uh, if you hit them with a melee attack, if it's a ranged attack that hits them, though, it's only one failed saving throw. Okay, so basically the ogre would have advantage on Balasar, and if it hits at all, it still goes against normal AC, but if it hits at all, then... It's a crit. Yeah. yeah. That is correct. That is exactly how that goes. I think that's what this guy does. This orc um, is going to move a short distance away from where you're currently at, Buzz. Um Buzz, would you... He's going to provoke an opportunity attack from you as he moves. Do you want to take that opportunity attack? I don't see why I wouldn't. Yeah. Does a 16 hit? It does. Beautiful. And we're going with 11 piercing damage. So as this guy runs away, you kind of get a little slice into his side with your uh, rapier, but then he stops 10 feet from you. Um, and as he does, he turns, and just like one of those previous orcs did, you watch as a chain lashes out from his left arm as he hurls his slaver's chain at you. Buzz, does a 17 hit? Uh, ties, so yes. Buzz, you're going to take uh, eight points of piercing damage as this chain wraps itself around you like you've had happen before, and you can feel those spikes kind of stab into you. Um... And then I need you um, to make an athletics check as he um, tries to pull you toward him with this chain. So athletics? Yep. I got a 15. Okay. He got an 18. So he is going to pull you right up next to him. And as he yanks you toward him, he's going to bring his mace down for a swing against you. Uh, and this is, again, going to be a 17 to hit. And you're going to take six bludgeoning damage as he bops you on the head with uh, with his mace. And that is everything for this feller's turn. So, Zimner, it's your turn. All right, so I'm going to move 20 feet in front of me. So I'm just going to run out. Kind of towards the center of the clearing a little bit. Yeah, I just want to be within 30 feet of timber. Yeah, okay. So I've got everybody within at least 30, 30 feet of me. I come out, um, and I, I spin Showtime, and I go, We can do this! We are the five! 
Do not back down now! And a wave of like this <laughs> lavender light emits from me um, as I cast Mass Cure Wounds. Hi there, my dudes. Uh, it's me again, your dungeon master, JJ Odin, here with another ad break for you in episode 45 of Roll for Initiative. It's honestly kind of crazy that we've made it this far already. Before we get into our normal sponsored messages, I do want to take a moment again to plug our very own Eli Miller. He's uh, interested in editing your podcast for you. If you want to make a podcast but don't feel like doing all of the nitty-gritty editing yourself he's requested that you reach out to him at his business email editing 72 at gmail.com that's editing the number 72 at gmail.com now we'll get into our pre-recorded sponsor messages oh brother that that's so good uh, what do we got what do we got here uh so so everybody except me gets this healing because I, I don't need it. Um, oh, my God. My guys, I rolled an eight, a six, and a four. Uh, that's hot. So 18? Is that 18? Yeah, it is. It's an 18 plus five, which is 23 points of damage. Or no, 20. Yeah, 23 points of healing to everybody. Fuck yeah! That's a lot of healing. I I'm like so. almost to f- max. Yeah, uh, that's my action. Um, and then so Balasar's back up. Hold on, can I can I say something? Yeah. I ironically I am at the exact same HP I started this this first record or this episode with. At <laughs> <laughs> <Atta> a boy. <laughs> um. I think for for my bonus action, can I shift my... I know it's an action to do this. Um, can I look at the ogre, though? Point showtime. And uh, kind of, like, morph my face into, um, like, a little more devilish. And, like, my... That uh, cracking... Like, my face kind of starts to crack with the illusion. And it's like there's fire burning underneath it. And my eyes go, like orange um and my horns like get a little fire dancing around them and can i uh can i try to intimidate this ogre uh sure yeah i'll i'm i'm totally fine with that uh roll intimidation okay yeah so what i say as this is all happening is i say you have dabbled in fate you do not understand intimidation motherfucker well, it was that was fucking gas up until the roll. <laughs> God damn it! It's I gotta I gotta take a picture of that shit. <laughs> it's a natural one. It's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a natural one. You guys, can, uh, you guys can I love it. Keyleth's dice is going bye bye. So instead of that, as I go. You have dabbled in the fate, you... Oh, fuck. And I fall down <laughs> on my ass. Um, and then uh, I think 
half my movement. Yeah. Can I get back up with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I <laughs> you, got you picked your much. own nat one condition. I'll take it. <laughs> my illusion, my illusion, uh, like kind of fucking glitched out for a second. I'm like, oh, fuck. I feel like that's a scene that would come out of like a Thor movie or something where like Thor's like, yeah, I am mighty, hear me. And then he like drops his hammer or something. Oh, crap. And you just see him leave the frame of the yeah. camera. That's just what just happened. Because that's what heroes <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah, that kind of a moment just occurred. All right. That's my my turn was cool and then not cool at the same time. Feels about right. Feels about right. So the next thing that's going to happen uh, is this slaver uh, that has run behind the tent um, and was kind of on the pathway to leaving. It He uh, runs out from around behind the tent again um, into just like the edge of the clearing a little bit. Um, and we watch as he points at Balasar, um, who is currently lying on the ground, and then motions with his finger toward Aryan. We watch... Um, the symbol that's the target symbol that's on Balasar's forehead fade into an arc of red energy as it sails across the clearing and smacks itself into the back of Aryan. Um, and then Aryan now has this symbol in on his head, and the slaver then extends his crossbow toward Aryan and fires off three shots. Okay, first one is a 14. Uh, I'm a shield. I'm going to cast shield. So that will miss. My AC is 19 now. Okay. Um, The second one is a 19. And then the third one uh, being the highest is... Beats it, beats it. Yeah, is... The, the third one uh, was significantly 24, I think, is what that ends up being. Um, okay. So two of them will hit you. Any thunder or lightning damage? Not a bit. Rats. So Aryan, um, this individual fires off these three rounds with this crossbow, and the first one, um, it sails long past you. Um, well, actually, it doesn't. It comes at you, and then you create your your shield, the the wind wall that you've done a few times before, and it knocks that bolt straight up in the air. But then the second and third shot uh, power through that shield and hit you square in the chest. You're going to take 26 points of uh, piercing damage here. And that's um, an instance... I'm now mutilated. Yeah, so that's going to be an instance of like... Uh, Two concentration. Yeah, it'll be two concentration checks. The bigger one there, I'm doing the math in my head again because I calculated it all together. Um, the bigger one was a 14, so it'll be two tens. All right, that's an 11 on the die and a 14 on the die up to 17 and 20. Okay, so you pass both of those. Maintain your concentration. Uh, and then the slaver is going to use the remainder of his movement to keep running into the trees. Uh, Timber, your turn with the slaver right next to you. Well, don't mind if I do. You took my beloved Annabelle, hit in the side by my spell, lost and in pain, your friends I hath slain, now I shall send you to hell. Um, we're gonna bars? go ahead and... Bars? Fucking bars? With a frost blade? 
This is going to be a uh, most poetic end. <laughs> oh, oh, I imagine he will die. Roll that d20. Oh, I don't like that number. Making that. Uh, where is my total? I think I have eight left. Uh, yeah, that you used is, six earlier, and you had fourteen. That is so yeah, true. I am going to make that a dirty twenty. Uh, that is a hit, and yep, it does it, exceed AC by five or more. It freaking better, baby. We're making this man dead. Um, <laughs> you said this is Frostblade. Yeah, this is gonna be the Frostblade. What does Not, this look like as you're casting it this go round? Uh, so I'm using the woodcutter's axe. Uh, you, you notice um, frost cover the blade, uh, and as it as it hits. Uh, you'll notice that the frost like transfers off of the blade and covers the uh, the orc. Okay. Uh, we're gonna see how much damage this does, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and burn my other arcane surge on it, and then I add nine, so eight d8 plus nine damage now, and if he willingly moves. It'll be another, I think, six d8s. Yeah, six d8s. Okay, let's roll it. <laughs> I like that number. So, Timber, you take a swing at this guy, and you you catch him in the midsection midsection with uh, your axe. And as you do, and we watch this frost uh, exit your blade and go onto his skin. We watch as the entirety of this man turns into a grotesque and horrified statue of ice before you continue that cut with that axe, just shattering him across the midsection. His whole body falls over and shatters, leaving only puddles of water and clothing behind. This man is dead. <laughs> <sighs> Who's next? Uh, Timber is going to then bonus action, uh, quick step spring heal. And we're going to start going after the next one. We're going to, I think Arian's got the, the orc. I'm going to go after the Banderhob. Uh, Sprint your way over that tree that the Banderhob reappeared underneath? Essentially, yes. Okay. Um, and then that is it for my turn. Um, at the end of your turn, the Wisps are going to go, and they are going to move over to the pile of dead bodies that is the Ogre and the, the three Goblins. Um, and you watch again as Nutmeg and Snowflake float their way over there. They've got their lights on this time. Um, and as they approach the destroyed pile that is the wooden fortress that was on the back of the ogre, you watch as little wisps of white energy come up and out of that pile um, and are absorbed by Snowflake and Nutmeg. That happens at the end of your turn. Next up is the final remaining ogre and the goblins that he is carrying. The goblin who shattered his bow uh, earlier 
climbs up and out of the fortress and hops down off of the ogre uh, onto the other side of the still prone Balasar, where he draws his little short sword and stabs down at Balasar. Meanwhile, the other two goblins that are still up in the little fortress, they pop up and take aim over at Buzz, who's still wrapped in the chain. And then the ogre is going to take a big, mighty swing down with his club once more onto Balasar. Okay, uh, Buzz, the two shots that are coming at you are going to both be 22s to hit. That hits. Uh, you are going to get shot in the back for a total of 10 points of piercing damage. The goblin that hopped down off of the ogre's back, um, it stabs down into Balasar and connects. We hear a, a cry of pain um, as, as the poor man gets stabbed in the back. And then the ogre also connects, snapping um, downwards, and you hear a loud crack as Balasar's back gets hit once more. He is not down for the second time yet this combat, but he is... As close as one can possibly be without being down. <laughs> oh, wow. By the skin of his fucking teeth, that Chad. Literally. Literally. Did he get to take it? Did he take a turn this, this round? Uh, yeah, his turn this round was fail a death save. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and then he got oh, revived gross. by healing magic and was like, I'm back. And then got stabbed in the back and smashed by a giant tree club. <laughs> <laughs> has not gotten up. He's still laying oh, on his geez. face. The poor guy. <clears throat> Arian, your turn. Okay. Uh, Arian is going to start walking. He's going to walk like 15 feet or so in the direction of the, the, or the last orc that just shot him. And in like the blink of an eye, you're going to see Arian almost implode on himself like a small cloud, like a I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's it's gone, and he is gonna reappear, standing behind that orc, and then he is gonna say in this dude's ear, "Watch your step," and he's gonna cast greater invisibility on himself. Oh wait, no, I can't do that. I don't have that spell today. That's the one I switched out. Fuck shit. Never mind. Okay, I can't was do that. Cool though. God damn it. Uh, I forgot I did, couldn't do greater invisibility. I was reading my cards. All right, well, I'm standing behind him, and I'm going to pull out the sword okay. of the maimed sheepdog. And then I will make a attack against him, because <laughs> that's what I can do. Yeah. Good thing this is a plus three weapon. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, does a 13 hit? I'm going to make that a 15 with my last two luck points. A 15 does hit. Oh, lordy. I need to count what damage I'm doing. Okay, so this is my first attack this combat with this. Okay. So it's going to deal extra damage. Okay. All right, so I'm going to roll my damage. And then there's some more stuff that happens after that. Gotcha. I didn't roll terribly high. Uh... It was 21 points of damage, 16 plus 5. Okay. And then Rufus McKinley peels away from the blade. Uh, and now this guy has disadvantage on attacks against me for the next round. Okay. Okay, and then uh, Rufus McKinley is summoned somewhere. Do I get to choose where he goes? Yeah. Is he right next to me? You can pick uh, where you want within 5 feet of the guy that you just hit. 
Okay, yeah, then he's just, yeah. I think to my right is a good place. Okay. Okay, and I think that's the end of my turn, because if I want Rufus to attack somebody, that is my bonus action. Yes. Okay. All right, I think that's it for me. Okay. Next up is the final Banderhob in turn order, the one that's still hanging out near the tent. Um, what is it going to do? So here's what the Banderhob's going to do. Yeah, Arian, you're the only one that's going to have a line of sight to what's happening here because you are, in fact, facing that direction. Um, you watch as this Banderhob uh, begins to hop in your direction. And after it's moved a very short distance toward you, um, you watch what happened to the previous Banderhob uh, happen to this one where it dissolves into a puddle on the ground. Um, and then it reappears underneath the tree that you're next to. Um, and once it reappears there, it is going to launch its tongue out at you. Uh, 22 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Um, I need you to make a strength saving throw. Uh, 15. Uh, that is a success. So this Banderhob launches its tongue at you, and you can feel your skin begin to decay as that tongue hits you. You're going to take 14 points of necrotic damage. Um, but then as it tries to pull you toward it, as the, it reels the tongue back in, um, you stand firm, you stand your ground, and that tongue detaches from your arm and goes back into the Banderhob's mouth. Um, and then it's going to use... I'm going to use Stone's Endurance on that. Okay. Because I get that back after short rest. Yeah. Oh, lowest number, a one. So three, minus three damage. Uh, is it, what is the, how does Stonin's Endurance work? It's, I just subtract, whatever damage I'm taking, I just subtract what I roll from it. So how Got, much damage you, did you do? 14? 14, yeah. All right, so I only take 11. You subtract three, you rolled a one though? Yeah. <laughs> Because I add my constitution to Oh, that. okay. That makes more sense. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, then the yeah. Banderhob... D12 plus constitution. Yeah, then the Banderhob is going to use uh, a little bit more of its movement to begin uh, the continued sprint away. Okay. We are now back to Buzz at the top of the order, finally. These, Let's go. These combat rounds are long, but they're getting shorter because you guys are killing stuff, so that's helpful. Well, Buzz is pretty upset. Now that he has watched his buddy go down twice right next to him and grappled, so it's hard for him to get over to his buddy at all. Technically not downed. He's at one HP. My bad. He, <laughs> he's close. He's got another round of fight left in him, but he's close. So, as a bonus action, Buzz is now also very mad at this orc that decided to grapple him and he's going to cast hunter's mark on him uh, forming a ginormous penis on his bald forehead uh, that's my hunter's mark okay and then now he's going to attack this orc and so he will swing to hit uh 16 that's a hit. Awesome. That is 18 damage, and then he's going to expend 
first level spell slot to do 2d8 with Divine Smite. And that is going to be 14 more damage. And now he's going to extra attack the same guy. Okay. With disadvantage again. Yep. 22 to hit. Good night, you are rolling well with disadvantage. Kind of. That one was a 16 and then a 12. Yeah, that hits. 12 piercing damage, and then we're going to expend a <clears throat> second level spell slot, which is my last one, to Divine Smite again. Okay. Okay. 21 damage on that Divine Smite. For a total of, what, like 34 or something? I think that's right. Buzz, you extend your finger outward. You create this phallic symbol on this man's forehead. Um, and then... Oh, if he dies, I have a way to kill him. But Oh, uh, then by all means, kill him how you would like to kill him. Okay. So, Buzz, on the first blow, he just out of sheer anger stabs him through the chest, pulls it back out, wraps his rapier around his head, Spartan kicks his chest, and but before he applies pressure, he just has his foot on this orc's chest. He says, you should not have done this. And then Spartan kicks him through the rapier, decapitating him, and his head flies somewhere over Yander, preferably by the ogre. Okay. I'm going to have you roll a strength check for me tell me the number 15 okay now i need you to make a strength saving throw to not kick yourself over because you're still wrapped up in this guy's chain as you kick him there's more of a push that was only a nine <laughs> so buzz you decapitate this man um, and his head does roll and his body does skid across the ground. Uh, you do kill him. But then, um, the chain that was wrapped around you as you kick and apply that pressure, it goes taut and ar around your waist. And as this man's body goes flying away, uh, it pulls your bottom half out from underneath you and you land on the ground on your bum. It was worth it. I mean, you still have your movement. Yeah. So you can stand back true. up. I, I, it takes half your movement to stand up. I think I'm going to... I Am I engaged with Ogre? Yes. Okay, so yeah, I'll just stand up and then move five feet here. Closer to Bally Boy. Sounds good. And then that will be the end of my turn. Okay. Next up in turn order is the Vanderhob that is near Timber. Okay, uh... This Banderhob that's next to you, Timber, it's going to uh, look down at you, um, and it's going to attempt to bite down on you um, from above. A 14? No, sir. Uh, with a swollen gut, it's not quite able to get as far down as it needs to, so it chomps down but just bites into the air because of how tiny your little form is. Um, and then, Timber, you watch as directly in front of you, it dissolves uh, into an inky black puddle, and it is going to reappear 
in the shadow of another tree a little ways behind you, and then it is going to begin running off into the night again. Balasar. <laughs> Let's go, big man. Is, uh, this poor guy. This poor guy, beaten, bloodied, bruised, keeps getting just crapped on by everything, is going to... You're going to see uh, golden light emanate from his hands as he pushes himself up off of the ground and then places his hand on his own chest and you watch as this golden light pours over him. And he goes from looking like he is on his last breath to being almost back up to full health um, as he heals himself up with all of the hit points in his pool that he has to I forgot he still had them, bro. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's go, Balazar. I was about to try and portal him away. That's his whole action. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Zimner's got to choose between me and Balazar right now, and I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and that is Balazar's entire turn. Fuck yeah. Zimner, you're up. So, I'm going to go, so I'm going to uh, run 30 feet towards where Arian was, run 15 feet uh, towards Arian, and I'm going to try and get that uh, that slaver's attention. How is that slaver looking? Is he fine? Uh, the first time that he was touched this combat was when Arian just drove his sword into him. Okay, um, I'm going to go... Hey, why don't you pick on someone your own size? As my eyes flash red and I cast Dissonant Whispers at second level. Gas. I mean, if he runs, I can't hit him anyway, but still gas. Okay, uh, let's say... Is he making a save here? Uh, yes, wisdom save. A 16? Fails! He's going to take full psychic damage, and I... Okay, I almost rolled. Super duper awesome. That is uh, 16... 18 points of psychic damage. Okay. And he is going to have to run. Uh, he uses use his reaction to move as far as he his speed allows. Okay. Uh, away from you, I assume? Uh, yeah, away from me. Okay. Obviously can't move through Aryan. Yeah, that's silly boy. But he is going to run past Aryan to get away from Zimner. Uh, underneath the the branches of the tree uh, that they're in the shade of, um, and out the other side. And then, um, as my what else can happen? As my bonus action, I'm going to try and get the Bander Hobbs attention. You won't let me change my appearance on a bonus action, will you? Maybe something minor like last time. Like last time it wasn't a huge thing. It was just a little effect that occurred and then that was it. Um, yeah, okay. 
Well, I want to do what I can. I want to try and say something. Say, hey, Toad Boy, you missed me. Come get me or something like that to try and get it to look at me or bait it kind of, you know. <laughs> Toad Boy. Toad Boy. Hey, you know what? Not every line has, I can say, sounds cool, okay? <laughs> I can't do them all. Okay. All right, what, do I, what do I have to do? What? Yeah. Um. You're trying to get him to look at you. I want him. I want him to focus. I want to bait him. I want to draw his aggro. Gotcha. I just want him. Um, I want him to to look at me. To goad him. Persuasion. I want then. to goad him. Yes. 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 Okay. Persuasion. Oh no. I'm not proficient in that. Seriously? Seriously, I'm not proficient in persuasion. So it's only a plus seven, and so that's a 16. Okay. <laughs> I'm the persuadey one of us. Yeah. The Banderhob uh, hears your cry, Zimner, uh, and it turns and looks at you, and with unfeeling, soulless eyes, it blinks. And then looks away. Fuck you. That's my turn. Clarification. Said that to the Banderhob, not our wonderful dungeon master. Oh, I, I'm aware. I'm very well aware of how that transpired there. Um, next up is the slaver that just ran from Zimner in fear. Um, he runs a short distance. Uh, realizes that he's been overcome with magic. He stops moving turns and sees Aryan and Zimner. And he is going to level his repeating crossbow first at Aryan um, and start pulling the trigger. And he's going to pull until Aryan drops. Um, okay. The first attack is a 22 Aryan. Yeah. I already burned my reaction, so... Um, that is going to be... Eight points of piercing damage on this first one. Okay. Oh, Not wait down. a minute. Not Forgot. Yet. Hunter's Mark. Gotta roll another die. Oh, shit. Uh, one more die. One more point of damage there. Oh, nice. Okay, so then second attack. Uh, it's also going to fire at you, Aryan. Um, spike low. How low would you like him to spike, Aryan? Oh, natural one. Uh -huh. That's how Yes, low. that's exactly how low he spiked there. Um... So his crossbow, as he fires, uh, maybe a little bit of leftover fear, um, it fires and hits the banderhob that's next to him instead. Question, is this like he's got to crank it? <laughs> this, uh, I don't care. It's not, I'm not trying to change the outcome of anything. I just want to know, is he like hand cranking it? Or is it like a, he's just holding the trigger down? Um, so it's a... You've seen this a couple times before, so you, you your character would kind of know how this works, because even though this is currently like a fight in the darkness, you've seen this fight with light before. Um, he, it's uh, semi-automatic, so he's got to pull a trigger each time, but there's like a chamber that loads in more bolts as oh, he's firing. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so then... It's not like a machine gun. His final shot at you, Aryan, is a... It's an 11. That's lower than a 14, baby. <clears throat> That misses. So that, that final shot, uh, it lodges itself in the tree as opposed to um, in Aryan, 
Um, oh, I'm going to roll concentration for yeah. my uh, far step. Because I still got that up. What happens if I roll a 10? Uh, I believe it's just meets it, beats it, like normal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lit. You got a 10? Yep, I got a Sweet. 10. And then he is going to grimace at the fact that he missed twice. Turn and begin sprinting further into the jungle. Hey, are we leaving any of these guys alive? I think the intelligent ones have left. Yeah, the only one that's uh, intelligent that isn't already dead is the guy who uh, just ran away. I don't really know what our goal is after this, but we'll see. Uh, Timber plans Timber's to follow really his prey to, to the talk right now. ends of the earth, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Well, let's watch oh, him do that, because Timber, it is your turn. So... At this point, Timber does not have a way to cure something and keep it from moving. By killing I'm, it. I don't know if I can kill it in one hit without an arcane surge. I guess I can hit it and see what happens. Put put frostblade on it and see if that'll keep it from moving, quote unquote. I don't need Quick Step Spring Hill, so I could use a bonus action to add to it, but I don't have any damage bonus action. Is my light thing a bonus action? Let me see. I could Phantom Grapple as an action, but that just takes me to him, and then he just runs away again on his turn. Yeah, I mean, the best I got is just to run hit it, so... Uh, you might as well quick step Spring Hill to get as far as I can. Um, and the schmackety doodah with fun stuff. Yeah. Ooh, sixteen. Um, let's do I? I have I have luck points left, right? Let's burn them. I have two left. Make it an eighteen. 18 Fresh out of luck points, baby. Out of luck. Out of luck. Yeah. 18's a hit. Cool. 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 So, uh, Frost is 4d8s. And my proficiency. So, 4d8s plus 5. And an additional 3d8s if he moves on his turn. So, uh, how much damage is that? 21 uh, initially, and then we'll see if he moves again. Alright. And that's it for you, Timber? Mm-hmm. Now we move over to the ogre that has been uh, ruthlessly pummeling Balasar. Um, and the goblins that get to take their turn when he does. The ogre and goblins, after just having witnessed Balasar stand back up after getting pummeled by absolutely everything um, and covered in the font of healing magic that he contains within himself, um, they all make a confused expression and then turn their attention to the bugbear that is nearby. So, uh, Buzz, you are going to have uh, several attacks come your direction. The two goblins that are up in the fortress are going to shoot down at you. The goblin that's on the ground is going to dance around um, Balasar and attempt to stab you with his sword. Um, and then the ogre is going to attempt to smash you. We'll start with the arrows. Uh, one of them was a 23 to hit. That hits. 
Okay. Uh, you're going to take four points of piercing damage as an arrow lodges itself in your shoulder. Uh, the other bowman is going to pop up, and as he draws back on his bow, um, it also snaps like we've seen before. Uh, you get the sense that these were not very well put together bows when these goblins were hired. Um, so he looks frustrated and drops down underneath the uh, the wall of the fortress. The goblin that's on the ground is then going to make an attack against you with his sword. Uh, and that's a 13 to hit. That misses. So he slashes in and it bounces off of your armor. And then lastly is the ogre. Who is going to bring his large meaty club down on you. Um, and that's going to be a 23 to hit. That hits, but I'm a reaction uncanny dodge. Okay, so half damage then on what comes next? Correct. So full damage there is 14, so you'll cut that in half down to 7. Uh, as he brings this club down uh, on what would be your skull, you dodge to the side, and he gets a glancing blow on your arm as you're dodging, but it's definitely not as painful as it would have been. That's it for that lot, so now we are on to Aryan. I am going to turn to see this bander hob and I am going to uh I'm gonna whistle and uh I'm gonna yell get and Rufus I'm gonna have him as my bonus action he is going to run over and bite uh the hind legs of this bander hob okay and I get advantage on this right uh yes because the bander hob cannot see Rufus I gotta add plus seven to that. Uh, twenty-two to hit. That is most definitely a hit. Okay, and it just does blank three d eight force damage. Um, that is sixteen. Okay. All right, and what else from you? Um, my action. I'm going to begin pulling lightning out of uh my ring of arc lightning, and there you're gonna see typically the uh lightning balls in his hand and it does it it does that this time but you see he like begins to take a stance and the 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 lightning starts to uh arc up his index finger and begins gathering at the tip of it like a ball and you see he has his hands in a uh, finger gun and he goes bang and he is going to shoot that ball of lightning at it at the bander hob i love that so much Natural fucking 20, baby. Of course. Oh, because why wouldn't it be? Natural 20, bro. Let's fucking go. Well, that's a crit. <laughs> uh, he's got to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. BT dubs. Uh, 19. Not, oh, that, that passes. So he... Okay, he doesn't have uh, all of the debuff stuff. All right. But he still takes full damage. Uh, 28 points of lightning damage. Is that after doubling? Oh, no. Then you can double that. Okay. Uh, so 56. Um, Aryan, you pull the trigger on your finger gun. Um, 
after we've witnessed a, a small tear open in this thing's hind leg that um, very few people in this group can actually see it. They just see the ichor pouring out of its leg. But then, Aryan, when you bang at this thing, um, that lightning ball shoots off of your finger um, into the open mouth of the Banderhop, um, where it detonates, killing the Banderhop. It drops to the ground, begins to dissolve into ichor, and you can see the shape of a small humanoid uh, beginning to form in this puddle of ichor, uh, definitely not moving, but there. That's my turn. Okay. Um, we're back at the top of the order again. It is Buzz's turn. Buzz, you got a goblin behind you and an ogre in front of you. Yep. Uh, Buzz is going to start with using his bonus action to move his mark of the penis onto the ogre. Um, and then swing to hit that big boy. 27 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. Beautiful. So, ooh, okay. Uh, 14 piercing damage along with, let me get out some d6 for my sneak attack damage. Plus my 1d6 from Hunter's Mark. 16 damage plus 14 damage is the total right now. Whatever that is. And then... 16 damage plus 14 damage, that's 30 damage? Yeah. Buzz, this is the third time you've stabbed this thing now. Um, <laughs> the first time didn't go so hot. The second time you got 18 hard inches of steel into this thing's ribs. This final time that you stab him, you skewer him all the way through, straight out the back. And when you retrieve your rapier from him and do a fancy little move to get all of the blood off and onto the ground next to you, you watch as it drops to its knees and then topples over backwards. Um, it is dead. Beautiful. Nice. With my extra attack, I'm going to turn to the goblin next to me. And I don't have advantage or uh, my mark on it. Correct. Yes. Yeah, but I still got a 26 to hit. Yeah, and, it's uh, still a hit, yeah. I don't know how much health this boy has, but I want to kill him, so I think I'm going to Divine Smite with my, first, my last first level spell slot. Uh, this is a goblin, Cody. Yeah. So I won't then? I wouldn't. Just because God has advised me that this is a goblin. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. that I know anything what that means, but the Lord is telling me it's a goblin. So I just decided to slice it. 
Yeah, so you, you slash down at this thing with the rapier and um, cut him in half. Um, he's dead. He's a goblin. And I'm going to use my movement speed to go towards timber, just in case anything happens. 5, yep. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I will let you know. Um, you can hear the sounds of rustling coming from the fortress where the ogre fell. Um, the... The goblins that were in there are still alive and moving. They're just in the fortress at the moment. Alistar can handle it. It's going to be a recurring theme from the chase sequences. Balasar is the absolute last person in the entire party to be anywhere near any enemies because the dude is like playing cleanup in the background. <laughs> Man knows this place. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's got it figured out. And that's the end of my turn. Okay. The It is now uh, the Banderhob's turn, the one that's next to Timber and has a lovely little ice effect on him. This Banderhob has tried to bite you once before, Timber, and it's going to try it again. Uh, so it bites down at you. Does a 23 hit. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, Timber, you are going to take uh, 22 points of piercing damage as this thing bites down on the top part of your body. It's going to get your head. And it's not going to be able to rip the head off, but it's going to get that head. Um, and then it is going to stand up with you um, in its mouth still. Um, and it is going to begin to dissolve into shadow. Um, it's going to release its grip on you as it ends that movement, leaving you prone on the ground. Um, but it is going to, uh, reappear 30 feet away, um, in some trees, uh, or in the shadow of some trees. So now it's moved, so you can use your, uh, what is it, 3d8s or 4d8s of cold damage? 3d8s. Additional 12 cold damage for you. Okay. And then it is... It reappears uh, in the distance and begins to hop away with the rest of its movement speed. That's it for its turn. We're at Balasar again, and he's actually going to get to do something in this combat finally, other than die and make death saving throws and get up to heal himself just so that he can try to not die. Balasar is going to move around the corpse of the ogre to where the uh, destroyed ramshackle hut is. And as he walks around there, he sees two goblins as they begin to get on their feet, and he takes a couple of swings with his warhammer uh, in vengeance for what has occurred to him so far, and caves both of their skulls in um, to end his turn. Uh, we are at Zimner now, and I will let you all know that this is going to be the last round of normal combat before we get into a chase, because now the only enemies that are left alive in this encounter have left the map, so a chase will ensue at the start of the next round. Okay. Assuming you decide to pursue. Uh, Timber's made it pretty okay. clear he is going um, to pursue, so if the rest of you choose to pursue, you can, if it's up to you. I say, Arian, are we going after them? You go, you go. I... I'll take care of this one. All right. Um, and I'm going to uh, draw up a lot of magic from me. 
um, I'm going to use my last little bit of high level magic like I've done all day, almost, um, almost the same as I've done all day. I'm going to take one, two steps and you see my armor start to meld in as this lavender, uh, energy, just this light just surges and these, uh, feathers, uh, sprout out of my arms as I flap my arms and I am suddenly a giant owl. Giant owl, okay. I... Oh, smart. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What time is it? Like right now in, in our IRL or in, in the game? game? No game. In game. In, in game. the game, the sun has just hit the horizon. It's beginning to set. So it's like the the end of dusk, basically. We're moving into nighttime. Okay, giant owl. Probably a good call. Okay, so I have, I believe, 60 feet of movement, either 60 or 50, or rather 60 or 70. I'm trying to look it up. My computer's just... Uh, it is slow. 60 movement, 60, 60 feet of movement for a giant owl. Okay, so I am going to... Uh, I'm going to fly 60 feet and get eyes on uh, the motherfucker that is getting away. Okay. Um, yeah, so you do still have eyes on the orc that is running away. He is about 30 feet in front of you in the forest. And I just uh, let out a screech. Uh, and that's it for your turn? Oh, yeah. Uh, Timber, we are at you now. Um, Timber is going to, uh, quick step spring heel, uh, as bonus action, give him the old 55 base movement, uh, and he's going to go running. I, every time he does this, I imagine his like feet, like turn over a bunch of times, like <laughs> in like cartoons. And then he just zip, like zips off. Runner. <laughs> yeah. Like he sticks his little belly out and then just like starts like revving him up and then <laughs> goes. <laughs> that sounds about right i love it uh yeah um i can't see distance because i'm at the edge of the map um if i can get close enough to get a hit this turn i will uh if not i'm going to sprint so that i can get either ahead or uh catch up yeah so your 45 is going to put you just out of reach of this guy um uh, remember, I am currently prone. Oh, you're Very right. Hot. So I, oh, yeah. I think it's more likely that I'm going to have to use movement to stand up and to catch yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, so you probably use... Um, so it, you... Okay. It's half of your movement to stand up, but if you haven't cast Quick Step Spring Heal yet, that leaves you with 12 and a half feet of movement... <laughs> And then you cast the spell, which gives you another thirty. Or puts you at thirty-two. Yeah, puts you at thirty-two that you can move. So you move that, and then when you, if you dash, you would get your full movement speed at you that. You get point. another forty-five. Yeah, um, with that much movement, you can get just in front of the Banderhop. A total of what's that? Seventy-five ish. Yeah, seventy-five-ish. Yeah. Let's let's do that so I can get uh, in front of him. If I can get enough to get in front of him, but like out of his reach of the of the sw of the bite. <laughs> that is a good point. 
Um, yeah, he, you can, you can get that far in okay. front of him. Cool. And then I'm, I'm, cause I, I don't, I don't have a, uh, I guess I use bonus action. Action was dash. Yeah. And I use movement. I'm all good. Okay. Uh, so then last person in turn order here is you, Arian. Before um, we start I'm chase gonna, sequence. Yeah. I'm going to like kind of stand back up and then walk a couple feet towards uh, Buzz, and I'm going to yell, you gotta go chase him! And then I'm going to cast Polymorph on Buzz. Turning him into a giant owl. Because I just saw Zimmer do that, and I was like, that's probably a good idea. Okay. And then I'm going to begin walking back towards that unconscious body. Buzz, describe to us what uh, owl bugbear Buzz looks like. Bugbear Buzz as an owl. I would imagine that Bugbear Buzz's face doesn't really change. It still looks like a bugbear, but basically his wings just morph out into, or his wings would be his arms that morph out and get larger, and then his fur is basically his feathers, so he just looks like a big, ugly, messy owl with a bugbear face. Okay. In this campsite that has now been covered in blood and guts and gore and death, we watch as a pair of wisps begin to move about the battlefield, sucking up the final life essence of these beings that have passed on. In the center of this clearing, we watch as Balasar and Aryan meet um, near the campfire that's been lit and has a uh, now burnt rabbit carcass on it um, as a shadow invisible dog uh, drags the limp body of one of the halflings that started in this campsite back to the campfire. And as we look deeper into the woods, we watch as two very large owls, one purple and one brown, soar over the canopy uh, and in between the trees searching for an orc that dodges in and out of the underbrush and even further ahead a toad hops its way through the darkness melding into the darkness and reappearing further on only to be pursued by the impossibly fast legs of a teddy bear <laughs>